0: Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome back once again to the corner of Truth and Courage. You're listening to Fortress of Faith. This is Tom Wallace. Well, this week we're going to take a bit of a change in direction from some of the broadcasting that we talk about here, and yet it's it's in the same field without any doubt, because I've been calling. For the last uh, 12 years, for America to return back to God for fear of judgment that is coming. I don't know about you, but I don't like pain. I don't like to be reproved by God. I don't want His chastising hand on me or my nation. And I would rather see God's blessing and God's hand of encouragement and protection. But I fear that we have been tempting God for a long time. I've been saying this, America, you're not too big to fail. You know, somehow we got this notion that we in mighty America, we can live any way we want and God will just simply bless it because we are mighty America. Oh, how foolish that notion is. God cannot wink at our sin. The Bible tells us he will not wink at sin will not turn a blind eye to it, and that God will judge nations, not just Israel, when they sin. I mean, the Bible makes it clear, to him that knoweth the good, and doeth it not to him, it is sin. The Bible also teaches us the principle that of whom much is given, much will be required. And if God will require much at the hand of whom he has blessed, which he should, America is such a nation that has been blessed greatly by God of whom much is given, much will be required. That's a clear principle in the word of God. So I fear that God is going to hold our feet to the fire, that we cannot escape judgment. And I believe God's been trying to get our attention to wake us up. And I've been speaking for, my goodness, since 2008, God called me off the mission field back to my homeland to warn my countrymen of judgment that's coming. And I've been speaking of uh, of an enemy that God is raising up. Jehovah God is raising up to be an instrument of judgment upon us, and that is the an enemy of Islam. It's a, been a formidable enemy for years and years and years. Any nation that does not resist and put its hand to resist it will lose its faith and freedom. And I believe it's a, a legitimate threat. I really do. I still do today. But I believe God has many tools in his toolbox. Not only did he judge Israel by raising up enemies to bring judgment upon them in pain. And all through the Old Testament, it's very clear. He told Israel time and time again, there's probably not a book in the Bible that you can't go to in the Old Testament where you, where you don't hear this. And the message is pretty much uh, the same every every time. Israel If you obey me, you're going to have pleasure and peace. If you disobey me, I'm going to bring you pain so that you return back to obeying me. I desire that you walk with me. So walk with me. And when they didn't, God would raise up preachers and would warn them and they neglected to hear them. So God rose up judgment. Oftentimes it was an enemy, but he has other instruments. Sometimes it's enemies from without. Sometimes it's enemies from within. Sometimes it's a revolt that comes from within. Sometimes it was pestilence and famine. God has many, many tools. And I have been speaking of Islam, but I want to bring your attention this week to a new source of judgment that I think is is equally as fearful. We should fear it equally as we should fear the judgment coming from Islam. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 2 says, when the righteous are in authority, the people will rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. Oh, how that has been seen in our nation. We have turned from God. When the righteous are in authority, the people will rejoice. But we had that day. There was a time that we used to honor and respect God and fear him in this nation, not just in the pulpits of America, but in in our government, in our schools, in our courts, in our business, we had a fear of God here, a healthy fear of it. you know we had righteous people who ruled and, and led our nation and we had much rejoicing. but when the when the wicked beareth rule, the people are going to mourn, there's consequences for turning our hand against God and there'll be some misery. Psalms nine seventeen says this, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. Wake up, America. The wicked will be turned into hell and nations that forget God. This is a real, true, present danger. And what happens when the righteous no longer guide us? We give ourselves to the wisdom of men, to man's kind of, Figuring its way through and coming up with its own theories. Now we live in a day where our nation, mighty, godly America, is no longer mighty, no longer godly. We've now got things like soji laws that govern us, sexual orientation, gender identity, soji. We've got this diversity, equity, and inclusion ideology that has been sweeping through our government, our schools, and our workplace. And if you don't like what they have to preach and teach, you're going to be labeled as a bigot and shouted down. They're going to use a megaphone, and they're going to put a muzzle on you, and you'll be part of the cancel culture. Then we're going to teach that white men in America are inherently evil and wicked and racist. We now teach uh, critical race theory here. We open our borders. We defund the police. We let Antifa and anarchists rule our streets. And the woke movement is the Kool-Aid for the day. And we've neglected the very things that once made America great. Our founders, very well held to, to biblical principles. Washington, George Washington, our first president, in his farewell address, and this used to be taught in our schools, To our children, now, instead of upholding our forefathers as heroes, we condemn them as villains. Uh, But he was very clear. George Washington made it very clear. He pointed out that he said that there are two foundations for political prosperity. And these foundations were religion and morality. Now, it was assumed it was just, you know, they didn't have to, you know, kind of explain what religion we're talking about. It was never dreamed that our nation would entertain any other religion than the true religion, the religion of Jehovah God from the Holy Bible. And where do we get our morality from God? Morality is our system sense of right and wrong. Now, when we've kicked God out in the 60s of our government and schools and courts, every man does that which is right in his own eyes. We no longer turn to God for what is right and wrong, and we are trying to make up our own system. John Adams said it very clearly. We have no government armed with the power capable of contending with human passions, unbridled by morality and religion. If a heart is not bridled by morality and religion, meaning Christianity, biblical teaching, we cannot make any law to govern him. And he and he goes on to say, our Constitution was made only for moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate for the government of any other. You know why we're having trouble in our government in our land today is that the chief of our laws is the Constitution, but our Constitution was devised to govern people who had some internal restraints through morality and religion because of the Bible contending and God contending with what goes on in a man's heart and holding to those truths. If we remove them, if we uh, dismantle them, then our nation will be dismantled because our constitution was made for a moral and religious people. Uh, I think it's healthy at times to go back to what Alexis de Tocqueville said when he came to examine this new, Thing, this government this republic this democratic Republic that that everyone said in the rest of the world said it, it won't work it can't work without a king without some kind of of um, of a uh, magistrate over the people they they must have something over them the people can't govern themselves and Alexis de Tocqueville came to uh, to America back in our early early days and he wrote in his memoirs, about what he discovered and I think it's fascinating and we need to return to it and be reminded of this because there's so much truth. He said, I sought for the greatness and genius of America in her commodious harbors and her ample rivers. And it was not there. I looked for it in her fertile fields and boundless prairie, prairies, but it was not there. I look for it in her rich minds and her vast world of commerce. And it was not there. Then he goes on to say, I almost gave up hope in returning to France without discovering its secret. And then he then he said, not until I went into the churches of America, and get this, and heard her pulpits aflame with righteousness did I understand the secret of her genius and power. America is great because she is good. And if America ever ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. and I'm here to tell you that America has been on a journey of a decline of morality. Why? Because we've cast God out. We threw away God as if he was uh, something that we could just simply discard and say, well, you know, that was fine for then, but we know better now. Man is more capable and able to uh, achieve what he needs to achieve on his own without a God. And as a result of this, our morality in our nation has been in great, great decline. When we come back tomorrow, I want to talk to you about some of the theories and some of the um, uh, ideologies that we have tried to replace God with and why our nation is going to be destroyed if we continue in this journey. So I hope you'll join us again tomorrow as we dig deeper into this subject of the decline of trends that are killing America. Join us again tomorrow at the corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.
1: We want to thank you for tuning in to our radio program today. We believe that our programming brings strength and courage to the saints across North America. I'd like to talk to you about the impact of a $10 monthly donation. Did you know that just $10 a month can help us reach even more people with our message of strength and courage? Your donation allows us to continue producing high-quality programming, reaching out to new audiences, and sharing truth of God's Word with those who need it most. But it's not just about the numbers. Your donation also helps us to bring comfort to those who are going through difficult times to inspire those who are struggling with their faith, and to connect people with a community of believers who can offer support and encouragement. Giving $10 each month is what we call the Army of Ten, an army donating just $10 a month. It is easy to set up a recurring donation from your bank card. You can set up a recurring gift yourself safely and securely online at our website, FortressOfFaith.com, and click the Donate button. Or you could simply give us a call to set it up for you. The number to call is 806160082. Again, that number is 806160082. Please call now to become a member of the Army of 10. The number to call is eight hundred six one six zero zero eight two. 82 Thank you.